Love is work. So begins Scott Peck's book, The Road Less Traveled. Scott Peck was a psychiatrist who believed that half of the people who sought therapy wouldn't need it if they just understood some basic things about life, such as, what is love? We begin life by experiencing love as something that others do for us, especially our mothers. They gave us life, they feed us, they care for us, they nurture us, they pick us up when we fall down, and they protect us. Later on, we begin to experience love as an emotion, as when we fall in love. But as Peck says, we need to understand that love isn't just what others do for us, or an emotion that we feel. As adults, we need to learn that love is something we do for others. The feelings of first love disappear, and the thrill is gone, or at least it's not the same. As we mature as human beings, we need to learn love is what we do, especially for others. This is true not only in our human development, but also in our spiritual growth. We may have moments of great emotion in our relationship with God. I once heard an old monk describe how he felt overwhelmed with joy when he realized deeply and fully that God loved him with all his flaws and failings. We might feel such things, especially in receiving forgiveness for sin or God's protection from harm. These feelings are good things. They help us grow. They can sustain us. We gather for the Eucharist precisely so that together we may experience the joy of the Lord's death and resurrection. But our faith and relationship with God is more than feeling. When Yahweh appeared at the burning bush, he did say that he knew the pain and suffering of the Hebrew slaves, but he didn't just say, I feel their pain. He also said, I mean to rescue them with mighty hand and outstretched arm by sending you, Moses, to Pharaoh and to lead them to freedom. On the last day, Jesus won't ask us how are we feeling. He will judge us on what we did or didn't do for the least of his brothers and sisters. Love is work. We grow in love and in our relationship, not so much by how we feel, but rather by what we do. You will discover, if you try it, that you can change your feelings about others by what you do. We often choose to help those for whom we already have good feelings. We help our friends. We give to the charities we like. But there's another approach. Love your enemies. Do good for them. If you do good for those for whom you do not already have good feelings or even have bad feelings, if you pray, if you do good things, if you are genuinely kind to them, even though it may be hard, especially at first, you will discover that after a while your feelings will change. If you do good for them, you will eventually grow to love them. Today, Jesus tells us that we are to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We're not to just blend in with the rest of the world, but to be exceptional, to be different.
We become the salt of the earth, not by what we believe or how we feel, but by what we do. This morning, the church suggests we think of Isaiah's examples. Share your bread with the hungry. Shelter the oppressed and the homeless. Clothe the naked when you see them. And do not turn your back on your own. Remove from your midst oppression, false accusation, and malicious speech. If you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall be quickly healed, and your vindication shall go before you. There were two neighbors living next door to each other. They each had fenced-in backyards. One of them liked to buy live animals that he would later butcher and barbecue. The only problem is that he would put them in his neighbor's backyard. She was a sister with a heavy East Texas accent. She'd work all day and come home to find a turkey or a goat in her backyard. She was not happy at this. One day she scolded him. He then got all pious and he'd mumble some words like, Jesus loved the animals. Finally she said, This ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. This is between you and me. I mention this because we have a tendency to think that some things have nothing to do with religion or with Jesus. There's an attitude that some things are religious and spiritual, and others are just outside the realm of religion or faith or Jesus. Recently, Pope Francis made the comment, often misinterpreted, that we shouldn't proselytize. We should evangelize. It was misinterpreted as meaning, don't invite people from other religions to become Catholic. But that's not what he meant. What he meant was, don't just invite them to believe a few things, keep a few commandments, and then call themselves Catholic, and then you're done. Evangelization has at least two dimensions. Jesus refers to the first one in the Gospel. Our faith is not simply about keeping some rules, especially if we're looking for loopholes, it's about becoming his disciples and modeling our lives on his life and teachings. We can use different words. Being a disciple, having an encounter with Christ, having a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. God is my co-pilot. I am in love with Jesus Christ. All these try to express that our faith goes deep to our very core. Personal conversion and faith and trust in Christ is at the center. Christ is more than someone we know about. Christ is someone whom we know and who is at the center of our lives. And everything flows out from that. And so there's a second dimension. Our faith doesn't remain only internal or personal. Our faith is not just a Sunday event, it's a 24-7 event. It changes the way we see and act in every dimension of our lives. 
It changes our perspective on the world. It challenges us to see the world through the eyes of faith. That is why Gaudium et Spes from Vatican II begins, The joys and the hopes, the griefs and the anxieties of the men of this age, especially those who are poor or in any way afflicted, these are the joys and hopes, the griefs and anxieties of the followers of Christ. Christ's disciples see and act in the world differently than others. We're to see the world and each other and others through the eyes of Christ. Our baptismal call, our being disciples of the Lord, our being Catholic, call us to first develop a deep love with Christ, which transforms us. It changes our vision. It makes us see everything in the light of the gospel. We don't see our faith as only being how we feel about God or something that we do as a private, personal hobby with others who share those interests. But now we see our faith in relationship with Christ. St. John Paul II authored part of Gaudium et Spes that speaks of how the church relates to the world. He wrote, But out of this religious mission itself comes a function, a light and an energy which can serve to structure and consolidate the human community according to the divine law. As a matter of fact, when circumstances of time and place produce the need, the church can and indeed should initiate activities on behalf of all people, especially those that are designed for the needy. Our relationship with Christ, our baptismal call to holiness, sends us into the world. We are on a mission from God. God places our baptismal call, our sharing at the Eucharistic table before us. He wants to be our God and for us to be his people. As the book of Sirach says this morning, Before man are life and death, good and evil, whichever he chooses shall be given him. In a few moments we will again profess our faith in God. We will offer him gifts from the bounty that he has blessed us with. We will recognize that though they are made by human hands and the fruit of the earth, they come to us through his goodness. We will renew our commitment that he is our God and we are his people by renewing and celebrating the new and eternal covenant once again. Then we shall be sent into the world as his disciples.